you doing, man? What you been up to? Fucking, I played a lot of Outer Wilds, and I, and I, I finished it, and I went back for more. Wait, I really? just wanted to get more out of it. Yeah, because so I I committed to trying to get the ship log completely filled out. So when uh -huh. I left to finish the game, nothing on my log said I was missing any information. Right. Uh, and then I finished the game. I figured what I was missing was the ending of the game. Like I would get a ship log there, but that didn't end up happening. So I went back and figured out what I was missing, which was I needed to talk to the travelers more because i did not care about them and apparently their info was not marked as i needed it did um was there anything useful that you got out of that do you think fuck no the travelers yeah. <laughs> were garbage <laughs> yeah but like I, I said there is just one traveler that is very much worth it yes yeah um before we get into full spoilers i think Let's talk about anything else we have on the docket. So yes. if anyone wants to skip over that, it's they just kind of like, stop. okay, we're talking this to the end of the episode. So you can, I like it. Leave. So tell um, me about mass effect. I played Resident a lot more Evil. this week. Yeah. I didn't play any, I didn't touch Resident Evil this week. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't play a ton of games. I only got about like six hours more into mass effect this week. Okay. Um, in a non-Blake fashion, I haven't been too video gamey this week. It's because I'm back to work, so I'm just getting used to that grind again. You know, back to that hustle. Oh yeah. Um. How's but that, other than that, side note: but, How's that been? How's your foot feeling? How's it going? Um, my ankle's definitely like sore every day. Uh, but that's expected. Just it's just gonna get the muscles. Yeah. working them back out. Yeah, it's just gonna get sore, inflamed, and swollen until it's all just healed. So. My doctor told me like about two more weeks from last week that I should be like pretty much in the clear. Like unless I like fall on it, I should still be safe. Uh, so that's coming up soon and then I'll be able to kind of go crazy, you know, Woo. do whatever I want. But right now, yeah, it works OK. Um, my pools were in a slightly worse uh, situation than I left them, mainly because I think uh whoever was taking them was like this ain't these in my pools yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna doing the do bare 100 exactly um do, so that took you, a little while but do they get paid for the extra pools that they're working while they take them over for you yeah you get paid per pool so whoever yeah. gets the pool gets paid for that pool huh. yeah nice it's a good gig um yeah. but yeah okay works works all right video games video games um so i played a little game this week called um Elmo's Blanky Adventure, uh, Legendary Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard the M16 DLC really changed things up. Oh, absolutely! They made Shaped Elmo basically almost an entirely different person. He's got the blue skin on. He's practically uh, Cookie Monster's brother. Oh shit! Yeah, they, they also replaced the blankie with um, a plastic bag. So if you get caught in it, you suffocate. That's, um, a, that's a good lesson. That's it that's, is for that's children. teaching. Did you ever choke on anything as a kid? No, I never really got that. But okay. I've heard stories often enough that I feel like I might have just gotten lucky. Like you, you, you dodged a bullet. Like there was one plastic bag that your your kid brain was like, I wonder if I put my face in that. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you were so close to doing it. <laughs> yes. I was always much more worried because like plastic bags, I knew not to like just put over my head. But with <laughs> the, the weird I thing didn't. that I was all <laughs> Blake's like pitching the edges like I'm a spaceman. <laughs> I remember being super sketched out about going all the way under my covers at night, like in my bed. I always thought that that made a perfect seal. Yes. So I was like, I'm going to die if I fall asleep under here. I thought the same exact thing because it would start getting really hot. Yep. And you would think like, this is like a sauna. I'm going to pass out and die from heat exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I'd always want to play my video games under the covers at night. And then that would be the thing that would make me pop out. I'd be like, I got to <laughs> fresh air. <laughs> right when you pop out, that's when your parents are sitting there staring at you. and you get, <laughs> That's when you get caught. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I know I choked on a like a a rib um, at a barbecue restaurant when I was like really young. That's impressive. Like well, lengthwise, right? It, no, it was like a piece of the rib that, that kind of came off. Okay. Um, yeah, I was choking on that for a while. Like they didn't have to do Heimlich or anything, but I was like terrified for my life. So I don't know if I was being a little bit too... Um, uh, like, oh my God, I'm going to die when I'm actually not going to die. But... Mm-hmm. I might have. There's also another time that was an unreported choking incident. Um, so Mormons have a thing called CTR. Choose the right. Right? Okay. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and they would give these little rings to kids that say CTR on them. It's kind of like a what would Jesus do? It's essentially that. Okay. Um. So the idea is you wear your CTR ring and whenever you're, you know, as an eight year old, when someone comes down the block and says, hey, you want to you want a block of cocaine? That's when you look at your CTR ring and you think, you know what, Jimmy? No, <laughs> choose the you. right. <laughs> I'm choosing the right today. Um, and oh. so I was playing with that during church one day and uh, it just went in my mouth <laughs> and it went down my throat <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> terrified of dying i was like i was half oh my god i'm gonna die i need help and also half i can't let my mom know i'm choking right now so in the middle of like a of a service i'm like i'm laying on the ground like trying to dislodge it myself you're like falling over on the pews doing like the self-heimlich and my mom's just so into the sermon that she's just like oh I hope Blake's paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> but I got it out myself. It eventually, it eventually worked its way out. Um, nice. That is like, that is the most vivid memory of feeling like I was choking. I don't think I was actually choking, but I, it's the most vivid memory of that feelings. That sounds That rough. being said, I did not play Elmo's Blanket Adventure Legendary Edition this week. I did in fact play more of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, we all know that you didn't get a review copy and Ultimate Legendary Edition doesn't come out until tomorrow. Come yeah. on, Blake, we're on to you. <laughs> um, So I, in like my eight, eight and a half hours total of playing, I had just gotten off the Citadel. Um, Ooh, you're taking because it in. I was taking it in. I, I was reading every single codex, going through every single piece of dialogue. Um. And man, it's crazy. And, and especially because I was playing kind of and Tiffany was watching earlier. Um, I didn't know they have full descriptions of the 
like um the makeup of planets for every single planet so they have like planets in a solar system and you click on it mm -hmm. and if you can't land it's just like oh whatever here's like a page of information about this planet and it's for oh. every single planet um that's pretty and cool. i was just thinking yeah shit that's so much effort into this and and that that alone is just kind of impressive um I remember I don't remember reading any of that before. So going through that at least and all the codex stuff has been entirely unique. Um so that's been that's been a lot of fun. You find any yeah. like super unique planets? Like the ones you can't land on? Is it like, oh, this one's got volcanoes on it? You would die if you went anywhere near it. Um, to be honest, as neat as it is that they're describing it all, it kind of goes in one year out the other. <laughs> I, gotcha. I haven't like had anything that's really stuck. But a lot of it is like, oh, that's cool. And then I click away. And if someone were to ask me immediately, what was that planet? I would not remember. <laughs> Fair. Maybe it's just because it's so much info, you know. Is it like a, a material breakdown where it's like, ah, it's a 4% borium, a 6% uh, siliconite, uh <laughs> Uh, not exactly to that extent, but there is like a section that is like the diameter, like the, the circumference of the planet, the diameter of the planet, um, like really specific numbers for it. Mm -hmm. And then there's about a paragraph or sometimes two paragraphs of, um, what's happening on the surface of the planet. Are there me are the constant meteor showers? Is there volcanoes? Like you said, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, so it, yeah, it's cool. To, it, it, it really does immerse you into the fact that you're on a ship in the galaxy just exploring and that's what got me so hyped about it as a kid and now feeling like i'm knowledgeable enough to um transcribe these science information that they're giving me mm -hmm. to actually turn it into usable um sci-fi lore brain activity for myself uh that that adds a lot in itself i think Which builds that world makes it feel like it's this running system even if you can't go to the planet now you have at least a justification instead of just an arbitrary game being like no that planet's not part of the game exactly like most most games you would like hover over it and it wouldn't let you select it or you select it and it just says like not a habitable planet and like that's it but mm -hmm. um I, I really appreciate it when teams of that sort put in a lot of effort in that in that way and sometimes you just don't get to read it and sometimes they're just bad but in this case um I'm reading it and it's good. So that's impressive. But Hell do yeah. you remember when you first went through the Citadel? Um, Cause this is kind of like a, the Citadel was like a huge moment when I first played this game. It was mm -hmm. just so big. It was so huge. It was, it was like my first real introduction into genuine sci-fi at this time. Cause I was never really into star Wars and stuff like that. So mass effect was my introduction into hardcore sci-fi, you know? Um, do you remember having any thoughts like when you were playing through that beginning? I remember being like, I don't think overwhelmed. Well, like overwhelmed in a good way by right. just how many unique races there were, because I think there was so much. I wasn't big on Star Wars either as a kid, um, but my dad was bigger into Star Trek. Watching that still primarily you're dealing with the ship, like the crew. And there's not as much variety between there. There is, you know, at its core, but majority of the people there look like people. This game was so out of left field with all of the crazy creatures that I saw around me. I just was like. 
this is fucking awesome. Like, I can't wait to see how this world works, having all of these things interacting. Mm hmm. And and not only that, like learning about or like just seeing those those species, but going through the codex this time around and every little bit of information you get, like discovering the Hanar, discovering the Elcor, mm -hmm. just seeing them themselves. And then you immediately get like this detailed history in the codex and reading about that history, like the battles that were fought, like their how their economy works and and all that is just fucking impressive and interesting too like they managed to make it all interesting like all the past wars and rebellions and stuff in the series have always been fun to learn more fun than my world history class so i would <laughs> spend more time thinking about mass effect lore than i did um ancient chinese dynasties and my grades reflected that Ugh, you know they just should have had a mass effect history course you would have aced it <laughs> <laughs> or they should have had Mass Effect relays in world history class. Yeah, we just yeah, got to only we got to jump in, into the future when we when we find the mass relays so that you can just be like, oh, I already know how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> and and all the what kind of shocked me is the introduction to all of the characters except Liara are immediately on the Citadel. You you, you meet Garrus, Rex, Tali. Caden and Ashley are all in like within the first like mission and a half, which is great because I played Outer Worlds close before this and it takes a while to kind of get them. Mm -hmm. And I think this sort of game really benefits from being able to be with as many crew members as possible right from the start, um, but Having also give them a backstory. And I think it, it really helps in the fact that there's there's like a significant aspect to picking your squad when going on a mission where i think if you started the game by being like okay no you're this is going to be your uh training squad these are going to be your friends for the first three missions they have basic skills like this is how you're going to get introduced to the game instead of being like no 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 no. here's like a bunch of people play around with it find who you like bring you know start defining your journey from moment one instead of wait till you get off the on rails part yeah exactly it makes you feel like you're building a relationship with your crewmates through your choices of taking them on missions as opposed to like you said being forced to like an outer outer worlds go on the first many missions with uh can't remember her name but like the first person first command that you have um mm -hmm. yeah it's great um but aside from that, the game so far, like the combat feels pretty good. Uh, they completely redesigned the Mako, that vehicle you're in for most of the time. So that mm -hmm. was great. And um, I'm loving it. I'm excited to keep going in it because I was going to play a lot tonight. So get oh, ready yeah. for that. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I haven't, I haven't been playing anything else. Um, there was a bit of information that I think is worth mentioning. Uh, I was holding off playing last of us part two on the ps5 until they had a patch which they just did release a patch for the ps5 which uh, lets you do 60 fps um on the ps5 and i think some like additional visual upgrades it wasn't 60 frames on no, the initial 30. port mm -hmm. yeah that's they only a up big whiff right they only upgraded like the resolution i'm like immediately through that um and i think there's some haptic trigger and feedback stuff on the controller that works but um yeah this the big deal for this one is like a 60 fps uh adjustment uh, which supposedly works pretty well um that's good so that that might make me go into last of us part two again 
that's crazy to me that they would have released it without it being at 60 frames. It feels like that should be industry standard at this point. Yeah, especially with the new hardware. Mm-hmm. But and, and maybe, maybe it was a, a significant amount. Port, like, I don't know. Very strange. You would think they would have that patch ready day one, you know, mm-hmm. with how like, big it is, how, how much of a mainstay Last of Us is. Yeah, and for the fact that if they're going to shoot for having like haptic stuff in there from launch you don't think 60 frames is a much more like desired more like necessary update to do for that transition (coughs) yeah very strange because when i'm playing like a 30 frames per second game i don't really notice it but when i'm playing a 60 frames and then i note then i go straight to 30 Mm -hmm. that's when you really notice it Yep. it's like the immediate comparison kills yeah. me so i might go into that but um that's that that's all i have to talk about do you have any non outer wild stuff to talk about before we get to it not really because that's about all i've played okay well we're going full outer wild spoilers yeah so baby if you have not played it and would like to not know which if you haven't played it and you would like to play it definitely don't listen in uh also if you haven't played it and you don't want to play it still don't listen just go play it because it's like really yeah. good i don't think you know <laughs> no what you're talking what. about <laughs> go fucking get it <laughs> okay into the spoiler zone yeah what's happening brad what I'm where done. are you i did it i won you said you were gonna try to beat it that very night I did not. And you didn't. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, you probably ha- you were probably like halfway through, I think, depending on your I think hours. I was I think I was farther than that. It was uh-huh. just like the final pieces I needed took me longer to figure out, but I realize in post that I'm stupid. Um like one of the things. I ended up finding the vessel way way before i ever found escape pod 3 in dark bramble because i literally accidentally found it and which, then I, which is vessel the the, the main big ship. ship yeah wow and oh really the way i that was the thing is escape pod 3 was the last thing that i added to my ship log and that's when i realized oh this is how you're supposed to find the vessel not just wandering through the fog and happening on it so did you did how long did it take you to kind of wander upon it? Because I know you said you were kind of just do you were doing like a, a honestly push not that the long, wall. Yeah. not that long. Because I I went back to the red balls and then I shot my scout into one of the things and it marked all of the spots that literally like every route out of that room was mm-hmm. marked and then. I checked, I pulled my scout back and I shot at all the other lights, realized they were all fish. And then I was just sitting on the balls like, I have no idea what to do. Fell off the balls and then looking at the thing, at the the, the thing. And I was like, wait, that one wasn't marked. That one doesn't even have a light and just went to it. Found the vessel and was like, wow, how the fuck are you supposed to find this? And then found Escape Pod <laughs> 3 and was like, oh, I get oh, that's it. too bad because because the escape pod three kind of bit is is so it's cool. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Having that be the way to find it. But still, even then stumbling <laughs> upon it must must have felt pretty big. It was cool. And I still got to do the scout launcher thing. Finding Feldspar Feldspar. I did find doing it that way. Um, OK, but yeah, 
And same with Giants Deep was I got to the center of Giants Deep, but more just because I sat under the current and was like, all right, I know it's got to do with the jellyfish. There's nothing else around here. And I don't think that they're going to introduce like a brand new mechanic just for me to get through this. So I just sat there fiddling with the jellyfish for a while and then ended up getting through. Funnily enough, I found the clue that was supposed to point you in the right direction. The, the jellyfish next to Feldspar. I had talked to Feldspar and the reason I went back to the core to just brute force it was because when I talked to Feldspar, Feldspar was like, you can ask him about how he got to the center. And he's like, well, that would take all the fun out of it. So my thought process was, oh, damn it. There is no clue to this. Fuck. OK, I'm just going to go figure it out. Then I went and did that, came back to Feldspar because it said I was missing stuff at his camp, found the jellyfish and was like, God damn it. <laughs> Did you feel pretty smart, though, when you figured that out? Oh, my God. Beyond. Yeah. Yes, I it took me a minute to realize that I was actually in the core because it just it got so dark. I couldn't uh -huh. tell where the fuck I was at inside the jellyfish. And because and, it, it kind of like has that the first time you go through the core, it does like that major like electricity field thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, right after that, I was sitting in the jellyfish like, did I make it? Same. Am I through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome, though. Um, and then, yeah, it, the, OK, I have one puzzle that I did not like. I get how I solved it, but I it took me a minute to come to that conclusion because in my mind, it does not make sense. And that is getting into the Ash Twin project yes. where the sand is getting pulled up and you're supposed to sit in that little cubby until it's lined up and then you run across it. Yeah, I could not process that working because in my mind, the sand is getting pulled by gravity. Regardless of if I'm in the cubby or not, I shouldn't be on the ground. I should be pulled up against the top of the cubby, which means I'm not going to touch the platform. So I yeah. tried a lot of other things to get onto that platform. And when I finally figured it out, I was like, I, I get it, but it did not feel as intuitive as like everything else in the game. They have publicly apologized for that puzzle. Really? And it initially was harder. Apparently they had patched it to make it make a little bit more sense. So apparently there was a version that was even less intuitive. Oh, geez. Um, but yeah, they have they have come out and said we apologize for the Ash Twin puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you in one of your attempts put the ship above you? Yes. Yeah, I tried, I, did that I, too. I tried putting the ship above me. I tried getting like lodged in the railings above you that line the planet up. I tried a bunch of different I tried like standing next to it outside the thing and then running at it. But that was too far of a run. So I got sucked up. And that's where I was like, OK, the cubby's not going to work. And it sucks because once it happens, you have to wait for a whole nother rotation. Mm -hmm. And then normally by, by the time it happens, it's like I might as well restart because then like You've I need lost to, so much time. Yeah, I need to get the first rotation. Um, so I did the ship thing where I put the ship above me and it actually worked. Really? And yeah. And so I went to the center and I was like, and that was after like like multiple hours of brute forcing that and it wasn't working. And then for some reason, it just out of nowhere worked for me. And then after like the the universe exploded or the galaxy exploded 
and then I reset and I tried it exactly again, but it wasn't working anymore. So I spent like another hour like this oh, ship thing works. So why is it not working again? Um, what I ended up doing to get it to work is I would sit in the cubby and I shot the uh, the survey drone, the survey the camera scout. onto it. And I waited for the scout to disappear, and then I ran into it. Um, <laughs> and I, that made me feel smart. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm using my I'm using my scouts." That's pretty good. Um, I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's very the way the sand is 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 making you think you're gonna move. Like the moment you step out of the cubby, you're just thinking, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna immediately fly up." It's not even worth trying. Yep. Um. Yeah. Not intuitive. One one that took me fucking forever was getting into the quantum library um oh where it has to go through the black hole yes that took <laughs> me fucking forever i would i spent hours like trying to get my like shoot my way up there fl- fly the ship in i was doing everything i could to try to get into it <laughs> that was that was the last thing i did before i went to the quantum moon and then um, gotcha ash twin and then uh vessel Done. uh yeah, that was like one of the last things I had because I just couldn't do it. I, just, I, I was like, I'm doing something wrong. I have no fucking idea. I got so lucky. I actually back to back lucky on that and a different puzzle um, where I, I was walking around and there were two places that I needed to. I knew of, but I hadn't explored in Brittle Hollow, which was the, the Quantum Tower and the uh, Southern Observatory. So I was walking around looking for those and I saw the quantum tower couldn't figure out how to get up. So I was like, all right, I'll figure this out later. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Southern observatory. So I started heading over there and then I, I fell off and went through the black hole. And as I went through the black hole was just about the exact same time that the quantum tower went through. So I came oh. out of it and then saw it and was like, there's that thing I need. Oh, that's <laughs> how I do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it was. And then, uh, literally almost right after that i went to giants deep and there's a scan in one of the cave in the statue cave where there's a a part of the island that's too high up that you can't jetpack up or anything and you need to wait until the island gets blown up into space same thing was i was in the room like god i have no idea how to woo and then the island goes up and i'm like oh uh, there it is oh really so you're talking about um I'm trying to think because there's only one room like that, right? On the uh, on giant because you, you can see it from multiple, like from above, um, but you have to get in from below. Yes, you yeah, have to. I go just went under. I just went underwater on the ship, and then no, I no, went no. Up so when you're when you're under and in it, there's a ledge in there that I could <gasps> oh, not I get up to at all because yeah. it's too high up and you can't jetpack up to it. It's too tall with the gravity. So you had to wait until the island got blown up and then you could fly over to it and get the last scan in the room. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. The puzzles in this game, like Ash Twin, maybe not included, make you feel really smart because it's all context clues. It's all up to you to decide where you want to go, how you want to solve it and what knowledge you think you have to solve it. Yep. And that's one of the biggest pros in this game because I have not experienced that type of puzzle solving where it's not just the knowledge of the puzzle in that world it's like the knowledge of the entire galaxy that you feel like you're solving these puzzles with mm-hmm. and it makes you feel fucking big brain oh for sure i kind of wish we got more info about dark bramble 
Yeah, because it seemed like like a dangerous parasitic world. Like yeah. it seemed like it was evil. And and it's like spreading. You got the seeds shooting off to the other planets. Like it's trying to destroy things. And you've got this yeah. whole overarching thing of like the the universe is dying. And then there's just Dark Bramble, like fucking up the universe harder, but no correlation as far as I yeah. can tell. It would have been interesting to see if there were other things you can shoot the survey through and see like other solar systems or something that it is oh, wrecking so through. Cool. That would be neat. Um, it would also require them to make that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, that would be very cool. Um, I totally agree. I th- it, part of it is nice to have it like a mysterious kind of backstory to it, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think if they would have expanded a little bit more on like the the spooky nature of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved going to the sun station. Doing that little jump across is so terrifying, but yes, so good. Like it wasn't hard or anything, but just the thought of you're like, I am like 15 feet from the sun max. Right before you jump, I was just like, this isn't going to work. Yeah, <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. I was like, the gravity's going to fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Which it should. I think in reality, yeah. would, the sun should just fucking pull you right in. But the, I mean, sun, the solar system works different. Being that close to the sun should have just fried you. Regardless. They just have very good spacesuits. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Um, but yeah, when you get into that... Um, when you actually get into the sun station and you're kind of unraveling the purpose of the sun station in yep. the Ashton tro- project, everything was really cool. And because at first you think, Oh, the sun must be exploding because they're causing it somehow. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you get into it, you realize they did try, it didn't work. And now it's just naturally blowing up. Yep. Um, which is just kind of such a neat knowledge traversal with the Nomai and everything and a hundred percent the through line story of like you said i wish there were like notes of which Nomai was doing what because mm-hmm. uh, that would make it feel so much more connected but knowing that you are like doing the final wishes of an ancient uh civilization um feels so grand mm-hmm. it feels so big and um that little breadcrumb breadcrumb trail that you're going along and every single planet just builds to such a like every little discovery you make feels like I just did this for the Nomai and it feels so fucking big. Mm-hmm. And it just speaking of the breadcrumbs, the game is so good about setting up like not just breadcrumbs, but like loaves of bread at the end of things. But and, <laughs> yeah. you, and you know the loaves are there. It's figuring out or finding the breadcrumb that's going to lead you to it kind of thing. Like, you know, you want to get to the center of Giant's Deep pretty quickly after going to that planet. Like you fly under the water and you're like, that's a big electric ball under there. I bet I need to go there. Mm-hmm. You start scanning stuff and you find out all so much more about the center of it, but nothing about how to get there kind of thing. So you're like, I, I know I need same with the Ash Twin project is it's like you you read about it on almost every planet, but finding what clues and what actually brings you there and is going to get you to where you need to be is it's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. One major uh, loaf of bread moment I remember I had 
was uh discovering the when you close your eyes and you open and the the quantum stone moves that you're standing on mm-hmm. when i first did that and you like turn off the light and turn it back on i was just like oh my god it's and then when so you get the cool. information later that you take a picture of it and it doesn't go away it's it's like it was always there it was like it was always there but you just had to know how to do it Mm -hmm. and i remember watching you last week right when we stopped the podcast you were trying to land on the quantum moon and i'm thinking like just take a picture just take a picture (laughs) the frustrating part is i had that information at that time i knew Uh to take pictures but the thing was is when i did that tower I shot my probe directly at the things and would stick it in it and then take a picture of it. So that's what I was trying to do with the moon. But the moon doesn't let you do that. Your probe just goes through the moon no matter what. I didn't see you. Were you shooting a probe? I didn't remember seeing you do that. Yeah, I was shooting the probe, but the probe would go through it. And then I was like, well, hold on. And then I would fly through it. I didn't know if my probe was like getting stuck or anything, but it won't work. And but I yeah, it would have taken two seconds to take a snapshot. Like I ha- I had it, it just wasn't processing in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of getting to the quantum moon and meeting Solanum was awesome. That mm-hmm. was like y- getting to the sixth location, getting being able to actually explore the sixth location and then coming up over the hill. And you're like, is that is that a oh, oh, my God. And they're alive. Yep. And, and and speaking to them through the the method mm-hmm. is it's it's so big like i was giddy i was like oh my god what can i say yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so great mm-hmm. that being said i missed a lot of dialogue with with uh Solanum. um did you only I, use the verbs yes i think so um there were a bunch of combinations i didn't think you could yeah i just started slapping shit down I actually yeah. ended up having I got timed out there one run because um, I didn't time out. I don't think you can, but I just got tired and left because you're boring. She, well, no, <laughs> she she I don't know what I like if I wasn't interacting or moving in the right way or the trigger didn't happen, but she carved the stones out of the rock but then she never set up the two stone towers that you like place them on to get responses. So huh. I'm sitting there. I sat there for like 20 minutes swapping the stones around thinking I needed to place them in a specific way because they're like there's a couple that are close together. So I was like, OK, maybe me and Solanum are together. And then like over here, we got the eye of the universe and the eye of the universe has the quantum moon next to it. And uh, I don't, like I thought I was 40d chessing this thing when all i needed to do was like back up and and interact with the rocks because the next time i showed up it was the first thing she turned and like lifted the towers up and i was like oh oh (laughs) that's weird yeah that sucks because that that's a ruining moment for that I, i still thought it was neat just because i i I thought it was something else. So I right. thought I needed something more when explored some other stuff and was like, all right, fuck it, I'm going back to Solanum. Went back and then she did the towers and I was like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. I was bummed that I, cause I, afterwards I learned that there were, um, yeah, I was only doing like the, Explain I didn't know you could put or... two nouns together mm-hmm. and, 
and and like reversing it and everything gave different things so i, w- I was just like oh i guess that's i guess that's it and and i was like that's weird she didn't say goodbye or anything and, and then oh yeah, did you not get the it. line where she's like i consider you a friend i didn't get that i only no. got that through like a youtube comment i know i know that made <laughs> I me felt fucking so sad. special when she's like i yeah. hope you don't mind but i consider you my friend and i was like yes, yes solidum you can consider <laughs> me a friend <laughs> <laughs> um i remember you landed on the interloper immediately yep. um did you have any trouble getting that getting the the like thing getting into it? the core uh, the first time, no. The first time I landed on it and was like, this is stupid, and then left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went back, because it was like, ah, you're missing more information on the interloper. When I landed, it was actually coming up around the sun, and I heard the ice cracking and was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It, it's a cool, it, like, it totally makes sense, but it's one of those puzzles that I don't think if I got it by accident, I would kind of be like, yeah what's happening yeah even even though like it clicks when you get it on the the breadcrumbs that they're leaving you off the other notes where it's like oh we parked on the the dark side it's not going to heat up like it does on the other side kind of thing there's there's still the breadcrumbs they're just not as like direct i didn't even know that i didn't even know there were those breadcrumbs on the the shuttle there's like a little recording you can you can see they're like we oh. need to. We parked on the wrong side of the interloper, so we're in danger of freezing over, kind of thing. I probably saw that, but I didn't fully understand what it meant in terms of the interloper. And neither did I until I had already solved the thing, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I get what they were trying to relay to me." One thing that kind of sucked um, when I went, I went in the interloper very early on as well, and it also immediately like um, uh, melted. So mm-hmm. I went in there, and when you see the um, the huge amounts of uh ghost matter mm-hmm. i thought i could probably like make it through like and my thought process was on the on timber hearth mm-hmm. you can jump into that ghost matter and get out and you're you can stay in it for a really long time before you die so i saw this amount of ghost matter in interloper and i was like if i just like jump straight in like i'll probably just like making and so i jumped in and i immediately died but then um right after that i uh looked at my ship log and it was like interloper notes i discovered how the nomai died and i was thinking like no i didn't (laughs) (laughs) i i just died and um and then i went and talked to the guy who's on uh um What's it called? Uh, the big guy. Brittle Hollow? Brittle Hollow, yeah. And there was a dialogue conversation where I was like, I discovered how the Nomai died. And he said, oh, wow, that is very sad. And I'm thinking like, I did not discover this. What are you talking about? And I went back to the interloper and then I read the information. I was like, oh, OK, that's how they died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just that was really like immersion breaking to me i was just so confused (laughs) that's so strange that it gave you the ship log update without having like actually hit the core yeah is weird super bizarre uh but um did you get any of the other endings uh no i only i got i got one like you are dead ending after you take the core Um, oh 
I but did the same thing. I didn't get any other I ending. I failed the universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How do you get that? I don't understand. I saw someone get it, but I didn't understand why. What? Um, the other when you break the universe, yes. uh, like you break space time. It's the best ending. Uh, you need to abuse their um their physics so like how their whole thing is when something goes through the black hole it comes out the white hole before it technically goes through the black hole if you Mm -hmm. get rid of said black hole it can now no longer go through the black hole but it's already come out of the white hole so like the way i did it was in the high energy lab you go to the things and you put the white hole and the black hole so that they appear next to each other and then shoot your scout at it. And when your scout appears out of the white hole, just pull one of them. And then now you have two scouts because it never went through the black hole. So you've broken the laws of reality and everything collapses. I see. Okay. (laughs) And it's fantastic because when you get specifically that ending, you get the main it play, you get a credit roll and it plays the main theme reduxed entirely with kazoos <laughs> and it's so cancerous it's great did you did you do that on purpose yeah well not on purpose cuz i thought it was something that i was missing out of my log initially cuz i didn't mess around with those like at all in my first playthrough so when I was going back to fill out the logs, that was the first place I went to to try and finish it out. I thought I needed to experiment with that and then I'd make some discovery. Ended up having that happen was like, OK, I don't think I'm missing anything there. And then I went around <laughs> and started talking with the guys and was like, OK, hold on. I just got a ship log out of this guy. Let me go to all of them. OK, OK. Yeah, I was very confused. I saw that. I, I just it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> but there's there are a lot of other endings that I like did a lot. I, there's, I think, six different endings to this game. The only other one I know of is if you go too far away. Yes. Um, yeah, that one. That one's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you're going to wait until your supplies run out and then you die. <laughs> what other endings are there? You can, if you take the core from the Ash Twin project and then run to the quantum moon, you can get an ending where you essentially become like Solanum and you're stuck there and you don't have any sense of like time or self because the quantum moon's all fucky. So you just get get to hang out with Solanum? Pretty much. That's not bad. Mm -mm. It's not the worst one. Yeah. Um, There's one in... Uh, if you go to the Ash Twin Project when the sun goes supernova, the Ash Twin Project opens up the black hole that's sending everything back in time to the white hole. You get sucked into that black hole. And now there's two of you in the universe. So then if you when you restart your loop, there's the one of you that exists from that reality. But if you go back to the Ash Twin Project, there's another of you, the one that went through the hole and came out the white hole, just chilling in there and you can have a chat with yourself. Wait, wh- oh, hold on. You, so you said if you're in the Ash Twin project, mm-hmm. when the blo- when the supernova happens, mm-hmm. and that's it? Yep. And then it'll, I did re- that. it'll restart the loop and you go back to the Ash Twin project and you'll see yourself in there and you can talk with yourself and have like a full conversation. Oh, I think I, I think I what if i died after that like i, I think did a... i think he's gone 
because I think okay, you go that to must a have been completely new then. loop. Because okay. that's because that's the other thing is if you don't fix that, if one of you doesn't die or you don't go through the black hole again, then you break space time instead. Because now there's so two if of you. So you try to do it again? No, 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 no. If you if you don't jump through the hole and kill. I think it's either if you don't kill yourself or if the self doesn't kill himself, then the loop doesn't close and you cause space time to break. So if you just stay in the room again. Okay, dang, that's too bad. I could I almost did that because the first time I went in, it was by accident because I thought the ship above me worked. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got stuck in there when when it went supernova. And then when I tried to do it again, it wasn't working. So that that must have been why. I didn't get to see myself. Dang, that would have been so cool. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> when I found out about that ending, I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Is there any more? Um, there's the quantum moon. There's the self one. There's the break space time. There's if you die outside of a loop. There's and then there's the real one. The real one. And I think that's all. No. Okay. Neat stuff, though. Neat, yeah, neat very cool. Um, the ending of it, where you have to collect all of the uh, musicians together, uh, so it was good. great. That yeah, the song and Solanum playing her uh, yes. whatever the fuck she's playing. I don't know what she's yeah, playing. Yeah, you know, but she's doing it. She's <laughs> she's playing her staff. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing whatever she can. That with thing's it. OP, man. She can cut mm -hmm. rocks with it. She can write on rocks with it, and she can play music and make smoke with it. What? Yep. <laughs> broken uh, uh but yeah why my, oh go ahead i was just saying why don't you have an instrument i think you're like the catalyst thing and it they're all bringing something to the creation because you're still the only actual observer of the the universe right or of the the eye right and i actually i found this out in post um if you finish the game without ever having talked to Solanum, because you actually don't really get much relevant info from her. It's just kind of neat. Uh, mm. She won't be there at the campfire and you oh, won't no. have to get her. And on top of that, when you create the new universe and it does that little pan down and the fire lights with the insect people, there are no insect people. So I think it's implied that Solanum to some extent breathes life into the new universe so I'm guessing the other characters breathe something else kind of thing whether it's like atmosphere planets whatever it is however you want to interpret it that shit's wild I don't know how the hell to interpret half that ending yeah I honestly didn't interpret it at all like I just I knew I knew you caused the new big bang essentially and I was like oh I guess that's it yep. and I, did, I, did, I didn't even look it up um it's not that the ending didn't make me want to look it up. I just didn't, I guess. I don't know why. Um, I mean, it's, that's interesting, though. It's still stupid, broad kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. More just kind of what you want to make of it. Mm -hmm. And that that's cool. I, I did. I really I was definitely emotional at the ending, especially seeing like that new solar system is mm -hmm. like gorgeous. Oh, it's so yeah. pretty. Yeah. Um, do you know if you don't talk to any of the other travelers? Like, do they still show up? They still show up. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, I wonder if, like, whoever you don't have, there's, like, a specific piece of that final solar system that isn't there or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
because in the in the speed runs they don't talk to any of the travelers but they mm-hmm. still get there real quick like i guess my question about not having an instrument had less to do with the ending and more had having to do with outer wilds like why are you the only astronaut that doesn't have an instrument that's a good point because isn't the whole point of the instrument so that you can like keep track of each other during your adventures yeah i don't know you should have something maybe maybe the nomai translator is your instrument because it's solanum's instrument she uses her staff to write and maybe maybe that's how they read as well so but you make no music as much as you take you never create and give (laughs) your character is the most selfish person in the universe facts (laughs) anything else you want to talk about because man that game is so fucking good yeah fuck i i can just keep going on and on that shit so much i finishing that game i have i feel pretty goddamn confident saying that that's probably in my top 10 of like all time that game was outstanding I don't know where I would rank it, but absolutely, I agree. It is it's somewhere there because it it is undoubtedly one of the most unique gaming experiences I've ever had. And it does everything it goes out to do so well, except for the other travelers, which is yeah. too bad. Potential there. Give me an instrument or give me Outer Wilds 2, please. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to play there, insect there. people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are um, they are coming out with a DLC oh mm-hmm. okay yeah it got it got leaked uh not too long ago like maybe less than a month ago interesting yeah I, so they might announce it at a uh, e3 or something very curious what they would do to expand it maybe hey you know all right we actually made a comment on it the like more on dark bramble because that's everything else feels pretty kind of tightly knit yeah dark bramble just feels like nefarious something (laughs) we need dark bramble prequel where we we find bramble (laughs) before how he got so dark (laughs) (laughs) uh uh oh uh final final thing uh i failed the universe my first try and i was very mad about how it happened (laughs) because what happened i took the core and then i went to dark bramble and i was going through the foggy things and right as I went through the second fog door where there's like three anglerfish really close to it and you have to like whoosh by them. Almost the immediate moment that I went through it immediately triggered the closest one to come search down that tunnel. Uh, so I reversed and got out, but he doesn't go away. So yeah. I went back through and this time when I went through the fog, I didn't get to come out of the fog i died yeah i got i died before it even like cleared out of my vision i had that happen to me because i was um i i I got the information on on ash twins um where it was like you have to sneak around them and so i thought okay if i just go in there and i just let my ship coast i should be good Mm -hmm. but then they know your ship immediately and they eat you um so I would I figured I I just got out and then I just let myself just float through. Um and so the way I died on my first one is I got so excited because I sneak I snuck past the 
the angler fish and i was like let's go let's fucking go and i was like zooming towards the vessel and i was like slowing down i'm like i'm going way too fast i'm going too fast and i just ran into the vessel and died it's <laughs> amazing <laughs> and you know my in the afterlife are like he's gonna do it he's gonna do it oh this fucking idiot <laughs> He was so close. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh! Hold on, right, real quick. I, I absolutely love. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the po- on the last pod, but the there's the song that plays right before the sun goes boom. That song's fucking great. But the more I played, I it took me a while to figure out that that's when it played. I just mm-hmm. thought it was like a random song that would come on. I was yeah. like, oh, here's my banger. And then <laughs> yeah. when I realized what it was calling to, I just started getting crazy anxiety whenever it started playing. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. And then when you pull the core out at the end and that song starts playing, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, shit, man. It's yeah. on. Like, oh, what an amazing use of, a, of a, like a reuse of a theme. Mm-hmm. That, it gets you so hyped it makes you know you have to hurry and that's yes. why i got so excited and ran it to the vessel yeah. <laughs> uh the both my attempts the one where i died and the one where i <laughs> succeeded i super overshot dark bramble because i was flooring it i didn't yeah. slam into it but i managed to like swing around it and i'm like <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> what if you just flew i mean i've seen the speed runs of that are like you can use the ship mm-hmm. yeah they just fly right into dark bramble it's and it's like wild zooming mm-hmm. straight feldspar in it <laughs> <laughs> don't die well <laughs> any uh games you're looking forward to play this week um if any? i think i'm gonna play more pokemon snap goodbye blanket <laughs> uh, perfect timing pokemon snap and uh probably thousand year door because I okay. I didn't make much progress on either of those. About time to dig into those a bit more. Mm-hmm. I got okay, so Wilds I, cleared. Yes. I and both of them sorry to say are gonna be disappointing after coming out of Outer Wilds. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. Um, uh I was listening to a podcast and they said you can change the looking speed and snap on the in the options. Oh all right. I'm going back for some exploring. Okay. <laughs> But that, but that the the default setting is the slowest setting. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good decision. <laughs> so yeah, maybe look out for that, and that might help help your experience a little bit more. Hell yeah! I was getting pretty good at using the D pad to use to jump like ninety and one eighty the last time I played it, so that was helping quite a bit. But now with would... both of those combined, mm-hmm. it'd be a full pro game changers. Genuine photographer well i myself um ratchet and clank rift apart or jack and daxter rift apart comes out uh in a few weeks i think like mid-june maybe uh so i got to i have to beat the original one first uh because i have never played a ratchet and clank and i know the like the remake of the first one is Mm -hmm. on uh ps plus so I'm maybe I'm going to start that up, but I do have eight to finish and uh, legendary edition to play more of. So plenty of game in ahead. You got a full plate ahead of you. Mm-hmm. A plate of uh, Jack and Daxter. 
Oh yeah. The joke that will never die. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically one of the same. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, ready for your word of the week? Yes. My word of the week this week is Escal, I think is what his name was. It's the only Nomai that I remembered and <laughs> kind of kept track of because he's the one who initially got everybody to jump to the solar system in search of the eye and not tell anybody else. So if he wasn't such a ballsy motherfucker, the Ash Twin Project never would have happened. We would have never come through to save the universe. A new universe potentially may never have gotten born and everything would have died out. So uh, absolute Chad move by Escal. Absolutely. And and building up to it, you kind of think, at least I was, that these guys are they're basically just extremists being misled by like wrong knowledge. At least what I was thinking, like they all came here and they died like they didn't <laughs> find anything. They're obsessed with this eye to make a religion of it. Yep. And yeah, but none of them were even thinking about it. They were all like, yeah, we're going to get the eye. We're we got we this. know where the eye is. Yeah. Um, prayers to you, Eskal. Yes. My word of the week is knowledge. Um, it's power. It's codex. If Ooh. listen, kids out there, if you are reading through every single piece of information in the Mass Effect Codex, like I am, know that there is entire atlases worth of information on the real world. Don't do what I did and care only about Mass Effect lore. There's real life lore. Every person you know about has lore. <laughs> go find it and learn about it yeah knowledge that's how you get a bugatti and a lamborghini <laughs> yeah oh man what a fantastic <laughs> meme <laughs> well that's how you get you know you read a book a day and you get oh. and you get the normandy you get the normandy it makes and sense. you can travel space the more codex you read and you fuck Liara because that gives you the, that that's how you get real smart. You know, OK, so I'll be straight up with you. I might fuck Garrus. Yes, <laughs> I might fuck Garrus because I mean, I you about to get calibrated, I will feel boy. bad. Yes, he will calibrate my pussy. <laughs> I um, have always done Liara at every playthrough. <laughs> and I think Garrus deserves some love. I True. think Garrus deserves some genuine love, so I may go Garrus this time around. But I would still feel bad if I didn't go with Liara. Just, you know, invite her to watch. <laughs> <laughs>